What is up, everybody? I'm George Mossy. So I am here with a special guest, Sharona. And I want to ask you to introduce yourself. Where can people find you? And what is it that you do? Because I think it's really interesting. Hi, guys. My name's Sharona. I'm all the way from San Diego, California. I am a tattoo artist and a makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at underscore C-H-E-R-O-N-A-A. And you can also find me on TikTok with the same handle. Just add one more A. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. And I think it's an interesting fact I'm going to bring up. I don't have any tattoos. And it's not because <laughs> I don't want any. I was actually raised in a religious cult. And I was like brainwashed into thinking that you couldn't have tattoos, you couldn't have your ears pierced, you couldn't do all these things. So when I turned 18, I got my ears pierced, but I never actually got a tattoo. So that's definitely on my bucket list of things You're that I want to do. Come see me. I think I will. I do. I think I'm going to have to come and see you and figure out what exactly do I want to get. So I want to talk about this four-part tell-all, right? So 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After. What did you think about this season? Because a lot of people are saying this season was not warranting a four-part tell-all. Some people feel like this season was kind of dull. There wasn't a lot of real drama. So where do you land on that? I'm not going to lie. I feel the same way. I feel like there was, should have been so much more excitement. I feel like we have this great cast, but they didn't give us anything. Like, what happened? What is going to happen on this four-part tell-all? Like, because what happened during the season? Like, I don't know. See, I agree with you because this was an all-star cast. Like, this is the all-star cast. Angela, Jovi, Yara, Jenny, Submit, Kim, Soja Boy. There was so much potential and even ed and liz which a lot of people don't even understand why they were on the show because neither one of them need a green card or a k1 visa so they were just thrown in there just for shits and giggles and for some reason it didn't bring the drama that we wanted i mean i did enjoy watching angela rip apart a toyota camry that was a fun scene right oh my god i love that that was that was like a repeat one you have to watch that twice that was too good it was even better to watch her the next day take it to the repair shop and get it put back together right right <laughs> Like, what, Angela? Come on, girl. So there was some um, information that they released on um, 90 Day Fiance, the main Twitter and Instagram today. And Shida said that Bilal controls all of her finances, all of her money. And she can't, like, make purchases and she can't do anything financial-wise without his permission. Now, they're going to talk about all of this on the four-part tell-all. But where do you land with that? Do you feel like it's okay for a husband to tell his wife what she can and can't do with her money? Because I automatically am against that. I believe that women can make their own decisions. They can spend their own money. And if they want to spend their husband's money, they can do that, too. So where do you land on that? Hell fucking no. I don't know if I can say that, but hell no. Honestly, if my husband tried to tell me what to do with my money or any of our money, you're gone. Like, no way. Come on. You I mean, I, it's not surprising because Bilal is super controlling and he oh, yeah. acts really cheap. OK, so I, I have a theory for this. So in the beginning of the season, he said that he was hood booty. And he had all this money and he showed us like his Rolex and his bins and this huge house. And he never really spent a lot of money since we've seen him over the past two seasons. Like he was in New York and they went on free walks in the park and they did like the $50 helicopter ride over the city. And like I was expecting to see more. So I'm believing that he doesn't have as much money that he says he does, or he is in real estate. Maybe his money got tied up in something and he lost a lot of money because the way that he's acting isn't the way that rich people act. I have rich friends and they do rich people things 
And I'm not watching Bilal do any rich people things. Do you think he's rich or do you think he's cheap? Or like, what do you think is going on there? I think he is so cheap. Like, honestly, if my husband acted like that and like took me to New York and just took me on like a little plane ride, where's the nice dinners? Where's the shopping? You're in New York, like the shopping capital. Like, are you buying stuff from street vendors? Like, are you going on DHgate? Where is this? Where's this Louis Vuitton coming from? Are you saving your pennies? It's weird to me. I don't know. I don't I think it's kind of weird. I think it's weird, too. I feel like Yara and Jovi have shown us what rich people do. Like, on this season, we saw her with her Valentino bag. And she was all throughout her trip, all of these designer clothes. And she just lives like a rich person lives. And I don't get those vibes from Bilal. And I'm not saying that he doesn't have money. I think he might have money. He might just be cheap. But the amount of money that he wants to paint the picture of... I don't know if that is because a lot of people, the the internet FBI said that mm-hmm. that house that they got married in isn't in his name. Now, I don't want to say it's not his house because I know a lot of people, they'll put like a trust and it'll be like a bunch of investors and they'll buy like a bunch of houses and they'll rent them out and Airbnb them. And then, you know, people make money this way. So I can't say that his money didn't go to buy that house, but people looked up the public land records and his yep. name wasn't on it. The only house that his name was actually on was the dilapidated house that he took her to in the beginning of the first season we saw him on. So that was pretty interesting. But again, he could have it like in a trust name and like the name of it will be like, the last name of like two or three of the people who own those homes or whatever. So I don't want to say that he doesn't own a house because I can't prove that. But I'm I'm really interested in seeing the way this tell-all plays out because I want to see Shida get what she wants, which is a baby. And we did see a preview that they put out the other day where he was on one knee and he was holding a baby onesie. Yeah. And they gave us like 1.5 seconds of that. But that doesn't mean she's going to actually have a baby. That just means that he's giving her permission to try, which means nothing, right? Because I know people who've been trying to have babies for five years, they can't. So that means nothing. Exactly. Yeah, that's very weird. I when I saw that, I was like, is he like re-proposing to her? Like, okay, now it's okay. I'm gonna allow us to try. Like, what where are you going with this? Because like it goes back to the control thing. Like, are you just trying to like like kind of like smooth it over? And it's like what we saw in the beginning. Like remember when he was like, Yeah, we'll have a baby, we'll have a baby, we'll do it within this time. But it's like, but are you really going to have a baby? Did you just say that? So she was like comfortable coming over here. Like, what's the motive behind it? I just don't understand it. I don't either, because no man can say you can have a baby to his wife because science and your bodies have to agree. Right. Like there's people who pay thousands and thousands of dollars to try in vitro in different ways and they still have no baby. So just because he says they can and gave her a deadline, there's no way that he can prove that can happen. And a lot of people online think that he probably had a vasectomy at some point and that's gonna clear him of all like accountability because as long as she doesn't know he's had one they can be trying and she'll never get pregnant and then the time will expire and i really hope that doesn't happen because she does deserve to have a child but i do hold her a little bit accountable for being in a relationship with someone who she knows was very very adamant about not having kids he referred to children as the plague yeah i mean just like going back to her culture and like that's something that like she really wants and he the thing is like he totally knew that but then to say that they were the plague I'm like that's kind of sad because like first of all you are a father of two of two it's not (laughs) like he just did it once and you're like I don't like this it was two times like I don't understand yeah that was crazy I don't know I feel bad for her she's so sweet and like I'm glad that this season she really just laid it down when they were in New York she was like all right what this is what's up 
Like, are well, we yeah. doing it not? Put your foot down, get what you want, or walk away. Shida's beautiful and smart, Lord. and she's going to be super successful whenever she gets her yoga business started. She's been doing online yoga and doing really well. So I know once she gets that physical structure up and running, she doesn't really need him. I guess the only reason why she would need him is to get that baby, I guess, mm -hmm. because she could do this all on her own. So speaking of babies, I want to touch on Kim and Soja Boy because there was a little boy named Mahati who made a appearance this season and Kim and Usman had the plan to adopt this little boy and bring him back to the U.S. And that would actually take the place of a second wife because, you know, Kim was not really, I mean, she was on board, but yeah, eh, you know, like it was like, if I have to, I guess. Right. Like when you go to the dentist and the dentist says you have a cavity and he's like, do you want me to take care of that? And you're like, uh, you know, I can't leave it in there. You know, it is what it is. So I'm I'm thinking that that would have been a good plan. And then that backfired when we saw this huge blow up in the hotel and she feels unheard. So what do you think is the best course of action? Do you think that she should leave that ring where it was? and go back to San Diego, or do you think that they should make it work? Because it's been years that they've been together. And I hate to see people throw away relationships over a fight. And I want to get to Angela and Michael about that too. But what do you think they should do? Do you think Kim and Usman are, are soulmates? Do you think they should be together? It's so sad because I see the chemistry. I see everything that they're doing and like how they work together. And I feel like they would be such a great couple. And I feel like when he is being sweet... It's awesome. But then he gets like the whole like my culture. This is how men are. Yeah. Men are supposed to do this, this and this. Women are supposed to be submissive. Like, you know, I just I can't rock with that. Like, I can't. I do think that they have such a great connection, though. Like just seeing how that their chemistry works. But it's just those little tiny things that like Usman does where you're just like, I really didn't like that. And like yeah, it <sighs> seems like a persona. Do you get that? Like, do you seem like he turns into a rapper? Like, well, you know how, yeah, I, I feel just, like he definitely goes in and out of personas. Like when it's just him and Kim, I feel like they are like two teenagers in love. That's how I see them. They're like in the hallway of the school. And they're like little teenagers and giggling and, and tickling each other. And I'm like, oh my God, they really love each other. And then around his family and around the people of his culture, he turns <sighs> into this rapper and he turns into yep. this, well, I'm a man and I have to... Uh, proposed to a woman and a woman can't do this and and i feel like that's what's getting in the way because i do feel like they should be together yeah i i, I agree with you 100 like like you said when it's just when it's let's say it this way kim and Usman are a great couple kim and soldier boy not so much <laughs> but right? is any rapper a good husband or boyfriend okay. though we always hear such horrible stories about these women that get involved in basketball players too. They kind of fall in the same category. We hear these horror stories of what these women have had to go through. I feel like that's kind of how rappers and basketball players and I guess people from other cultures see that men see when men are held in a higher regard than women and it's a cultural thing. It's really difficult for people to accept the fact that that's an equal and I feel like that's kind of what's going on in the Jenny and Submit situation when it comes with Submit's family and Jenny. Jenny's never going to be an equal because in Submit's culture, Submit's mom is always going to be the matriarch. Mm -hmm. And she's always going to be the one who makes the decisions for the family. And it's weird because it's a woman and they let women have so much control. Because, you know, in other cultures, it takes two women just to equal one vote. You know, it's it's so different. Yeah. But in, in that culture, Submit's willing to give up his happiness. He married 
before Jenny, he married a woman he had no feelings for whatsoever because it made his mother happy. So I feel like these these cultural dynamics are, are destroying these relationships. Yeah, definitely. I definitely see that. It's so sad. I mean, poor Jenny. I feel like Jenny is the nicest person. So when I see Samit's mom attacking her, I take it personally because I feel like Jenny is like my mom, you know, like, and I'm like, right. Like you can't talk to my mom that way. You need to calm down. And, and I I can't imagine how anyone could just not accept Jenny because she's literally the kindest, sweetest, most genuine person. And I get that there was a point when she was living in Samit's parents' house and she was disguised as like a friend from overseas Mm -hmm. and she wasn't really honest with what was going on. So I get that there's a little bit of animosity or maybe she feels like Jenny was untruthful to her. And I don't know, like in their culture, if you like tell one lie, does that make you like a horrible person forever? Like, I don't know how that works. Yeah. I mean, I I get where she was coming from coming on saying that she was a friend because of their age gap and because of how like their cultural beliefs are. So I get why she did it. But at the same time, it just like shot herself in the foot. Yeah. And I just want, I want Samit to just come to America with Jenny. Right. I feel like that's the main option for them. And I love Jenny's daughter, um, Christina and her wife, Jen. And I feel like they're ready to welcome them with open arms. And Mm -hmm. I want them to come back to California. Everyone here wants to see them happy. And I can't imagine what it's like living in India for three years. And in the whole three years, you have like no close friends no family and no acceptance of you and your relationship. I can't imagine what that's like. I could never imagine. I feel so bad for her. I mean, honestly, I'm glad she hit the family with, hey, I want to go back to the United States. Like straight up, this is what's going to happen. But honestly, like the thing that makes me so sad for her is like, I don't know if he would really do it. Yeah, I don't like, think he will. I don't. I don't. I don't. When he brought it up, when she, well, when she brought it up, his the look on his face was sheer terror, and he was just thinking like, I don't want my parents to think that I would have chosen my wife over them. And when I saw that, I was like, I don't think that he's actually gonna be able to do it. All right, guys, we ran out of time. We're gonna come back with part two. We have so much more to talk about. My name is George Massey. This is Sharona. All of her handles are gonna be right here at the bottom of the screen. So you need to follow her right away. All right, guys, make sure you find me at georgemossi.com, anywhere you get your podcast, and at George Massey on all social media platforms. I'll talk to all of you guys really soon.